the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. You're listening to Pure Opelka. Well, happy to talk to you, Mike, but still I'm outraged the way you are about the $10.5 million that Justin Trudeau gave to Omar Carter a week ago. And um, it's, uh, it's infuriating, but here's the good news. In case you were thinking Canadians were on board with uh, this dunderheaded move by our esteemed Prime Minister, nope. Uh, poll just released late yesterday shows 71% oppose this. They said they shouldn't have given him the money. They wanted him to fight it out in court. Hey, he was suing the government for $20 million. If they lost in court, Canadian people would rather that than him just saying, all right, I'll give you $10.5 million. Yeah, so, what, you know, first of all, I didn't properly give you uh, enough credit. Brian is a broadcaster as well, a journalist, a broadcaster. He's with Rebel Media. You can find him on brianlilly.com. You should follow him on Twitter. But, Brian, wh- why did the government settle? What, is it because they well, feared they would know, lose? Omar Carter, well, I think they felt they were going to lose. And, you know, Justice Department lawyers are often nervous Nellies. I don't know what your DOJ is like, but ours is... Uh, pretty much a bunch of nervous Nelly lawyers that are always telling governments they can't do anything and everything's unconstitutional. Um, you know, the the previous government and once before, even of the liberal stripe, got used to just ignoring their advice because they were constantly, oh, you can't pass this law, it's unconstitutional, you can't do that. So those are the people advising the government and saying, well, um, you're going to lose and we violated his rights, so you've got to pay him $10.5 million. See, Cotter... You know, no need to use the word alleged. He's a little terrorist who grew up in Canada's first family of terror. His dad was one of the financiers for the 9-11 attacks. He was fully committed to the jihad. He was in this compound with uh, in July of 2002, full-on firefight, four to five hours against the Delta Force team. That's when Christopher Spear walks into the compound at the end of the battle looking for survivors. And Omar Khadr throws a grenade that ultimately takes Spears' life, injures Lane Morris. Lane Morris, a fellow sergeant on that same team, loses his uh, sight in, I believe, his left eye. Omar Khadr is treated, despite doing what he did, he was treated by American medics. He was flown to the same hospital, military hospital in Hamburg, Germany, as Christopher Spear was. Christopher Spear succumbed to his injuries in that hospital. Lane Morris had his eye patched up but lost his sight. And Omar Cotter was completely fixed up. He went to Gitmo. And because Canadian uh, intelligence officials and foreign affairs officials went down and interviewed him while he was at Gitmo, our Supreme Court ruled that they've, uh, the government violated his rights. But the court never said, give him money. That was Justin Trudeau's idea. Wow. Just an amazing story when you think about it. You think about American soldiers going in to clean up after a firefight to look for survivors. One's life is taken from him by a 15-year-old. Now, all these people are saying, well, he was a kid. He was just 15 years old. Trust me, you're 15 years old in Afghanistan. You're about the equivalence of a 25 to 30-year-old here in the Western world. You're probably on... And I'm sure he was quite adult at the time. And people keep saying to me, well, he was a child soldier. He did not meet the de- legal definition of child soldier. 
They call them that based on emotion, based on their wishes, based on things that have been passed since at the international level, but there is an actual legal definition. So all of Qatar supporters want the Geneva Convention applied to them. They want international law applied to them. But when you point out, well, wait a minute, he didn't meet the legal definition. I had one guy say to me, well, that's just some esoteric definition. That's the bloody United Nations. So people are outraged at this payment, and I'm trying to turn the anger, Mike, into something good. I'm okay, asking well, people to donate to a fund for the Spear children, the, the two kids of Christopher Spear, to show that not everybody's on board with this. Now, I'm speaking mostly to an American audience now, but... Up here in Canada, we've raised just shy of $100,000 so far. The goal's a million. Will we make it? I don't know. It's a tough goal. It's an ambitious one. But we've raised just shy of $100,000 for them in only a couple of days. Well, that story alone, the, the fact that the people of Canada, and I know, I know your, your, your prime minister is popular. They, they love him because he's cute. But... Uh, we're not happy about this here. I know a lot of Canadians aren't happy about it. I will tweet out a link to this Indiegogo page, which uh, Brian and his cohorts have put together. And, and as Brian said, in just a couple of days, they've raised almost $100,000. The money is to go to the widow and the two kids who now don't have a dad who are trying to grow up. And you can just put spear kids in the memo section if you want to send checks but it is um it's it's a way for us to help out the spear family i can't believe america didn't step up and do something about this but it, it took us being slapped in the back of the head to realize a terrorist is getting a, an apology and ten and a half million canadian and not even having to all he had to do was threaten to sue he didn't even have to go to court on this one he just not, had not to a scare single word of testimony was heard mike Oh, my not gosh, not word. even not. This is what makes me angry. Not a single word of testimony was heard. And the Canadian leader said, well, why don't we just settle it and give him an apology here? We're sorry. And here's 10 million dollars. Yeah. Wow. Hey, and I'll, I'll give you something else that might outrage you. You said the American government or the American people should have stepped up on this. I'm sure many are. Many will donate to this. But. When we lose, when one of our service members loses their life serving our country, the Canadian government gives them a one-time cash payout of $360,000. Now, there's going to be other uh, ways that they're looked after, but that's the one-time cash payout, $360,000. I don't know the exact figure in the United States for the same thing for one of your active uh, service members losing their life in, in the line of duty. But my understanding is it's not dissimilar. It's between 250 and 500, I believe. So similar figures that we're looking at. That's for losing your life. This guy gets $10.5 million for his rights being violated. And this is, you know, we lost uh, just uh, about 160, just under 160 soldiers serving in Afghanistan. This guy was fighting in Afghanistan against us and our allies. 97 Canadians lost their lives to improvised explosive devices, the roadside bombs. He's on video making those roadside bombs and planting them. CBS and 60 Minutes have run the footage. It's out there. And this guy gets $10 million. So we're trying to say, let's, you know, maybe we can raise 10% of that and give it to the victims. 
and and I hope that the audience will consider chipping in five bucks, twenty five bucks, five hundred. If you, you know, everyone knows what their position is, and some people can chip in five hundred or five thousand. Others can chip in five or twenty five. It all will go to a good cause. Well, I will. I I'm in as you are talking to me and explaining to me. I'm just typing away and making my contribution. And I also just retweeted your original post for this Indiegogo fundraiser to try and to try and help the children of um and this was let's let's be clear about the the victim here the victim here was not a, a warrior yes he was a warrior but he was a medic going in to yeah. help people as Brian said he they were going to look for survivors this was a medic whose life was taken by a, a soldier who threw a grenade and, and killed him and wounded another army sergeant. So, uh, Brian, we will definitely uh, talk about this and we'll keep posting on it. And I'll mention it daily to make sure, because who knows which person of deep pockets will hear this and, and choose to help or at least pass it along to other outlets and maybe get the word out. But, you know, we're we're just one little show on the Blaze Radio Network. I, I do know a guy who's got another show that comes on before this, and maybe he can talk about it as well. You, you, might, you might have some deep pockets. I, I think another guy you're talking about, Jeffy. Yes, Jeffy's pockets are very deep, but they're also lined with foil because they can keep food fresh for hours on end. It's a very special kind of pants he has. I don't want to go into it. But, you know, I think I've heard got, enough. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I, I don't want to get into an HR situation here again. But uh, Brian well, Lilly so and my, my friends at Rebel Media up north in uh, our, our favorite suburb, Canada. I know you get mad at me when I say that. <laughs> the Blaze Radio Network. On Demand.